I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Kate. This is Mike. Did you see how I just say, welcome back? I just said, right. welcome to. Remember, last for those of you who are ongoing listeners, how we had that episode earlier this summer called Life is Hard, Here's What to Do About It. I feel like this episode has a potential to be a little bit like a follow-up to that episode because just a snapshot into our lives. Is it okay if I talk about your skin for a minute? Sure. Mike's... We're recording this... Uh... October 17th. Mm -hmm. And this is coming out on October 23rd. So Ellie Belly, if you are listening, happy birthday. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Once again, Ellen, that's like at least seven episodes in a row right there. We should, okay, here's our challenge for moving forward regarding Ellen is that every guest episode. We should work her in. We got to work her in too. (laughs) Somebody, I hope there's an Ellen tracker. If somebody hasn't started one, that would be great. Ellen should start an Ellen tracker. Yeah. And then see how many episodes in a row we can get Ellen's name mentioned in somehow. Anyway, Ellen, I love you. Happy birthday. Okay. I can't believe her birthday. That's amazing. Okay. All right. So we are in it over here for the past 24 hours. Mike's head. We've been in it. We've been in it, but we, I feel like we took a a dip back in. Like I felt like we were coming out for a minute and now we're just like back in. So Mike, I will post a photo of this in the show notes. If yeah, knorthrop.com forward slash podcast. If you really want to see his head has been oozing this, mm. like his head got totally dry. All the skin started flaking off and it started oozing. What my mom said is actually plasma, which is the part of the blood. That's just the white blood cells, not the red blood cells. And then he, it got cracked and dried all over his whole head. And then he looked like one of those villains from a superhero movie. And Mike has oh, been. I did. Like last Marvel movie or uh, the Avengers movie. Uh-huh. What's the guy at the end? I don't he, know, yeah. but he's scary. Um, That's what I look like. Actually, right now, after having washed it all off, you, you actually look so much better. But it is really red. He's just like completely inflamed. And we are in, well, you're in Struggleville with that for sure. And it's really hard to watch it happening to the person you love and know that there's nothing really that you can do about it other than be supportive and listen and put lotion on your back at night. What's the name of that book? I keep forgetting the name of the book. The one I always reference lately. Michael The Untethered Soul. Yeah. So I just finished the book Untethered Soul and it talked about transformation and kind of what you go through. And I mean, it really resonates with me at this moment in time. So, yeah, it's crazy. I'm on it. I mean, it's nuts. I'm on an adventure and everything is like, I just, everything's changing. It's a deep, so transformative process. Yes. Yeah. And I, overall, like my body and stuff feels pretty good. My skin's not as itchy as it it has been. And that's um, good. Yeah. It's, it's just right now, just my head. Yeah. Like yesterday I actually cried in the morning because there was, there was so much. Yeah, but yesterday morning, my head hurt so bad. And uh, then I went and got an IV of vitamins and minerals. And then as I was sitting there, I felt horrible and just got worse and worse and worse. And then I came home, tried to take a nap, but my head was oozing so much that uh, I couldn't. I just was laying in a puddle of wetness and it was disgusting. 
so I read a book and talked to a couple of people on the phone. But uh, yeah, I feel I feel better now. But yeah, my face is really inflamed, and I'm not like the funny part is I know. I mean, your mom came over. We did this crazy, you know, fun ritual that she always does, and uh, divine love healing for myself last night, and just getting much clearer on which is from Bob Fritchie. Bob Fritchie at World Service Institute. I think or something? it's worldserviceinstitute.org. It I'm going to look it up and then it'll be in the show notes. But yeah, everything, all the oozing like crusted over. So I woke up this morning and my eyebrow was like, it was, it was, it's kind of, it's nuts. Like you can go check out the picture. I'll post it. This divine healing meditation is worldserviceinstitute.org. But I'm not, you know, I'm just like sitting in it. I'm, I'm in it. Like I'm just being with myself, being with my feelings. I'm not all drugged up. I'm actually kind of trying to refuse to take, not really refuse, but I'm just not trying to take any drugs because I believe there's nothing seriously wrong with me. It's just this process of what I'm going through. So it's sort of the definition of the only way out is through. So here you are. Yeah. Here we are. And then do we want to do a a wrap up of last week? Because well, it's relevant. So last week, if you listened to the episode about, was it last week? It was last week. Yeah. It was about the focus formula in which we had a long sidebar about my feelings of guilt about not making dinner for my family every night because, you know, somehow I think I should be a 1950s housewife even though I'm doing a lot of other things and, like, I don't even really like to cook. (laughs) So, you know, we talked about how we get conditioned into gender roles and even though I know it doesn't make sense that I have guilt around the dinner thing, it's real for me. Like, that's real. And I'm, I'm working on deconditioning myself as we all are for different things. But I had asked during the episode if Mike had anything like that around gender roles where he felt like he should be doing something that he's not doing and it makes him feel like less of a good dad or less of a good man or something like that. And he said no. But then (laughs) when we were watching after This Is Us that we watched on Saturday night, I don't know if you all are up to date with This Is Us, but we are. This Is Us is real life therapy, folks. Oh my gosh. Like I highly recommend watching This Is Us in almost every single episode, you can actually have a conversation with the person you're watching it with about your own life. We watch, we cry, we discuss, we transform. <laughs> so this episode, I won't talk about it for those of you who are following along, and I don't want to give a spoiler alert, but basically there was a bit about gender roles, and there was yep. a really beautiful scene at the end of the episode that challenged traditional gender roles, which made me cry because it made me think of Mike and what a great daddy is and how he shows up at home and in our business and in our marriage. But I won't get into that, even though that's all true. And so I had said to him after the episode, like during our podcast this week, I thought when I told you my thing was about the dinner that you would have said yours was about like... Well, it's been... I don't know how to... I don't have a good follow-up to that, but it's more about being a man and like what does it look like in modern day of showing up as a man in my life right and how is that manifested well based off like making the money right you know the old style was the men make the money and the women will stay at home and the women make the dinner make the dinner and we both have like residual guilt about the fact that now mike and i both make the money and mike and i both make the dinner yes (laughs) so we are tag teaming in you know, there are some things that are a little more traditional. I'm not so great at taking out the trash as we discussed last week. Yeah, which um, is And fine. Mike is terrible at folding towels. So Horrible. 
like we're tag teaming a lot of things. And so don't you remember when Deb Kern asked, uh, we had that Akashic Records reading before our wedding and yep. a group or like a dual reading. And, and she said, what you two are creating has not been created before. So don't look around for models to follow because you won't find them. You have to chart your own course. Yeah. And it's such Which a, all, all of us a, do. We all right? do. Of course, we're all creating something that hasn't existed before, but it's very challenging when you are bucking up against the roles that we have, even though I was raised by a woman who was like a pioneer in her career and one of the first women in medicine. And it just still like it's in the culture. Mm-hmm. So it's up to us to change that. And uh, that's what we're doing here. So. Yeah, because it's not like I can't look to my parents for the way Kate and I are running and operating our life, right? So it's we don't have the same life as like I don't look back to my mom and dad. You know, they have their life and then I have my life with Kate. It's not something there's things that my parents taught me that I take and it's valuable, but there's not like I can't just be like, hey, what do you guys think about this? Because it doesn't exist for them and it doesn't exist for Kate and her parents either. But basically, it's like I look at, so building off what Kate talked about last week for me has been this process of analyzing like our own work relationship. That was a journey that Kate and I went through early on as well about me supporting her to create katenorthrup.com because she had a bigger following and a bigger list size, email size. Like our business was just bigger than it, than mine was when we first got together. So it was me redirecting that effort into building that and so that was also different for her as well where I was supporting her in the journey instead of like being the sole income earner as well in our relationship so it's been a I mean this is what's going on with my skin this is what has been me changing and transforming from internal beliefs lineage of men inside my own family what that has been like and redirecting and creating for what the future will hold for this family. And even last night I was talking about, because one of the things I've been really good at is kind of running away from problems. I mean, from 16 to 28, I had a pretty solid drinking experience and drug experience, right? And it has been for me to, and a lot of that was stuff I needed to deal with of pain or that I buried and that needed to come out. And I just didn't deal with it, right, during those times. So since 28 is, since I, I quit like smoking weed when I was like 28 or so, and right, you know, about 2012, I think I quit drinking officially. And I just have had to deal with all of these things that have been suppressed in my own system for a number of years. And that's what really is happening right now and really getting a reflection of my own programming and what has been programmed. Cause if, when I look at the untethered soul also talks about this a little bit as well, but what, you know, Kate and I brought up, had a conversation where a lot of time, you know, in my household growing up, my dad worked and traveled a lot and my mom took care of the three kids. And so a lot of the children responsibility fell on in her lap. And so it was in my head, I was programmed that like the woman just takes care of the kids. And that was like, that's what I saw, right? That's what I witnessed. That's what was around me, et cetera. Or, or you see from a, from a stereotypic as Kate and I have been talking about here in the, the world of programming. And so that's what I th- believed, even though I didn't believe it, but that was internally programmed. And there was a time about a year ago where Kate looked down and was, you know, we had the conversation about like, wow, we're, what are we carrying from our parents that is still in our life right now? 
versus that is not true for us, right? So that is, that's one instance of like, oh, what does it look like to be a dad that is home with my kids and active in their life on a daily basis? Because I see both of my children pretty much every single day. And so I don't have a, you know, that was an example for me. So I didn't have that growing up at least in my immediate family, which is great. You know, my parents did a great job. I'm really proud and happy to have them be my parents. But for me, it was, it is breaking this cycle of what yeah, we take a great example is like the toxic masculinity that is rampant right now that people are being called out for. And Donald Trump was like, men are scared. And it's like, no, I mean, I'm not scared at this moment in time. Right. It has made me reflect on how I treated women and the way that I live my life, but I'm not scared, right? The ones that are afraid of what's going on are the ones that are committing these really horrible acts, right? And it's treating women in this case as human beings, as women, not objects of their own thing that they can do with. So it's with this process of, building off what we talked about last week that has been very transformative for myself to really define what is next and where where are we going with all this and for my learning that's a little bit about the journey all right kate you ready to kick it off with today's topic yes so today we are talking about how to expand time or how to finally feel like you have enough time the number one problem that i hear from people around their time, specifically entrepreneurs, and really, I think this applies to everybody, is that they feel like they don't have enough time. So how do we remedy this problem in our lives? Well, I, I just wanna say, I am a student of this, not a master, and so I'm just really interested right now in the way we as humans relate to time. Especially those of us who would consider ourselves ambitious, there are people I know who are really good at kicking back and just like being, and I love that. And Mike and I aren't those people. So this is a growth edge for us. <laughs> so I'm learning and I just am sharing my field notes along the way. Another place that I share my field notes in far more depth around what's working is our Origin membership. And we are having a quick flash opening of Origin right now over at Origin Collective dot com you can learn more over there so origincollective.com and the number one thing i read this great quote from danny shapiro in her book devotion i believe or maybe it was in her book hourglass i honestly can't remember both great books we had danny on last year and it was great on the podcast so she says that the only sure way to expand the moment I think or something is to fully inhabit it the only sure way to expand time is to f fully inhabit it something like that it's a very powerful quote <laughs> I wish I remembered <laughs> that was, that it correctly <laughs> but basically fully inhabiting the present moment all right so here we are we're in our basement Penelope is sick home from school sleeping upstairs we can hear her in the baby monitor coughing in her sleep Ruby has just mm -hmm. taken an epically short nap as she has been doing for the past couple of days she's been really cranky but right now 
She is lying on the rug next to our podcast recording table in the cutest little leg warmers, sucking on a bracelet, and she is adorable. So anyway, that's kind of like what's happening in my present moment. I've got my husband across the table from me. There are a lot of things that I could potentially be worrying about right now. For example, what's for dinner? (laughs) We yet again have not planned that out for the week. But, you know, we have so much on our plate from a business perspective. We have so much on our plate from a health perspective. With Mike, I threw my back out last week. I mean, it's just like, as one of our Origin members said, Dana, the juggle is real. Whether you have kids or you don't have kids, if you are running a business and living a life and you have people who you love, the juggle is real. It's a lot. But all of those, like, here's the big, the big myth is that someday in the future, you'll suddenly have less things on your plate. And like suddenly the world will stop wanting so much of you and there will be less distractions. And then you can begin to live your life, right? We live so often as though our life is going to start once we lose 10 pounds or once, which by the way, you can listen to the Patricia Moreno episode on fat phobia to to learn more about the problems with that. But, or once we meet our mate or once we get to six figures in our business or once our kids start kindergarten or whatever, then we'll start, you know, then life will open up and we'll be able to start living our lives. But the reality is like life isn't really ever gonna open up unless we open it up. So this episode is about how to open it up and my favorite way of opening up life and getting really feeling like I have enough time for the things that matter is practicing presence. I mean, I think we could spend our whole lives practicing being present and continue to grow in that area and to continue to be in that practice. I don't think that we're ever gonna get there. But the more present I am, the more fulfilled I am, the happier I am, and the more time I feel like I have. And one of the main ways that I stay present is with gratitude and also with minimizing tech distractions, which again is a growth edge for me. So one of the practices is, for example, Mike and I have talked about this before, is that we plug in our phones downstairs at night and we don't bring our phones into our bedroom. So that's been a huge one, I think, that that even though we're both pretty exhausted at the end of the night right now, and we, are, we tend to be reading, it does allow for much more presence with each other, even if we are, speaking of presence, now I'm distracted by my crying baby. Sorry, it's, 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 this one, this is a tricky one here. Give it over to me. Okay. Ruby, over the last three days, have decided she only wants to hang out with Kate. Like, as soon as Kate's in the room, it is all about Kate, so... What, how do you, where do you want to go with what you just said? Well, I was just talking about the power of presence and how it's a, it's like an ongoing practice. Got it. And I am having a really great moment in a great life lesson right now to illustrate this point of trying to talk about something while holding a baby who's fussy and just like, how do I stay present with that and not hop, not try to pop out of the moment? I think that. Um, when life gets uncomfortable, when we start feeling emotions we don't want to feel, when we feel physical pain, when we feel emotional pain, when we're confronted with things we don't want to deal with, we all want to numb out, right? So what are the ways that we numb out? Well, my primary one is technology, right? If I get tired, if I get irritated, if I'm stressed, I just start to want to scroll. And so 
Looking at our numbing behaviors can be a very powerful way to look at how do I pop myself out of the present moment? So just think about that listening right now. Like how do you pop yourself out of the present moment? It could be sugar, it could be alcohol, it could be drugs. I'd like to have a whole conversation about sobriety at some point. And there's a couple of people in mind I have for that. But anyway, that's not for today's episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, so just like asking ourselves, how do we pop out of the present moment and how can we pop back in? So that's what I'm pondering right now. How about you? How do you remain present, honey? If that's a practice of yours. Uh, I would say that I'm trying to learn how to do that now. That, I mean, truthfully, that's basically, I mean, calendar helps, right? Keeping track of my calendar. You know, putting everything in the calendar is a great way to like keep focused on what to do. Uh, my, my daily like to-do lists or tasks that I want to accomplish that day helps with that as well. So we've talked about productivity tips yeah. before. Yeah, that's more but, focused stuff. But um, right now I'm learning like that that book, The Untouchable Soul. No, that's not. The why? Untethered Soul. The Untethered Soul. I don't know why I can't remember the title of that. But he talks about that in there. That was really, because one of my biggest journeys that I've gone through recently is the control factor, is thinking that I have to control everything and I will stress out about the, the con every, I was stressed out about all of it. Like I we were looking at my car leases up in April. Right. But then I started freaking out like in April of this year about what car I should get, even though my, and then I went and started looking at cars. Like it was completely out of, out of control. It was, it was insane. It wasted time. Like there was just, it was fun. I had fun doing it in a mo kind of, but it was the obsessiveness around it. So for me being being present is to like in the moment we're in right now it's just to be here and so in the book that i was just finished reading the they talk about how this is an event right and fear and frustration comes from not having reality go the way that you want it or having a situation go the way you want it is when we get frustrated or fearful about something and so if i have these like for instance a great example is like us going to florida last year you know, and so we went to Florida. We stayed at the Ritz Carlton, I think. Is that where we stayed? And it was all on points. The whole thing was paid on points and it was free. The flights were paid on points. The trip down there was paid on points. We stayed in a room that was like $1,200 a night or something. And as we got to the room. For free. For free. Yep. And so as we got, we're in the room and they upgraded us because of us, we had hotel status, et cetera. But like, we're in the room and I'm just like, this room's not big enough. This isn't nice enough. We're looking at the ocean, right? We're at the Ritz Carlton. And I'm like, and I am freaking out about like, this room's not big enough. It's not good enough. It's how are we going to do it? And it took me a whole day to calm down. And this is not the first time that this has happened in a situation, but I was like, I'm not even, I wasn't even there with my kids. Like I wasn't, or you were we still pregnant. The one kid. <laughs> yeah. Like we had with Kate and being pregnant and then Penelope and like enjoying the moment of us even being together it was worrying about like, oh, we need a bigger room. And I'm like, I'm at the freaking. it took me like 24 hours to be like, I'm at the Ritz Carlton. Like, this is really nice. I've never been to this place before. Like, this is dope. You know, I was like way different than how I used to book hotels. Like just to find the cheapest place I could ever get. And I was so grateful. You know, it's, it's changing the attitude around. And in the book I'm reading, especially, especially what's going on with my skin now and what's been happening in the last six months has been to understand the importance of being right here and like really think about death. I went to lunch with our neighbor recently and he's writing his eulogy. He's writing his own eulogy. And he's in his forties. 
yeah he's not like, yeah and he was like it was an exercise that somebody told him about so he started to do it i found that fascinating because he's like what do you want to be remembered as and like you write it yourself and in the book i just the untethered soul it talked about death was a huge thing that people feared death and they'd be like i would just wish i had more time i wish i had another week you know it's like on their deathbed or whatever but we could walk outside and died right now like this next five minutes you know and so it, it's if i don't appreciate what's happening right now then i'll feel like my life is a little bit unfulfilled so when it comes to the present i started meditating on a regular basis i started thinking about when my when i start getting a little bit stressed about certain things i just take a moment and i think about where am i stressed in my body and so let's say it's in my chest area and then Gina Nicole, she's this amazing angel card reader. She's also one of my clients. So you can look her at GinaNicole.com. And she talk, talk to me, talked to me about this practice of your chakras. Where is it affecting any, what chakra? And then visualize a clock. And most of the time, if I'm stressed out, the clock goes backwards. It goes counterclockwise. And so what I have to do is think of something yellow and then reverse the hand. So all, that takes like two seconds, three seconds, five seconds where I just stop in the moment, reverse my hands, I calm myself down. The hands of the clock. The hands of the so clock, yes. So you start having them go the opposite Yeah, direction. I can't really reverse my hands on my body. Yeah, that would be a little hard. Or I could, if I was doing a clock hands, maybe I should try that next time, is literally do clock hands with my arms. Uh, that would be funny. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of retraining my brain and the way, and my body and the way that I've been functioning in the world where it's like the next greatest thing, getting to the next possible you know it's like the next achievement the next business goals the next it's like it's really appreciating right now like the fact that ruby is grabbing your lip while we're recording a podcast and she's happy you know and it's tough because it's it can be frustrating right in that moment if you're like well i'm trying to record a podcast ruby right and so it's it's just being in that zen state i guess you could say of what it is I mean, for me, you know, as far as expanding time, the great thing about kids, like especially little kids, is they they have no concept of time. They are live in a timeless world. Like Penelope wakes up and when I mention nap time or bedtime in the morning, she goes, why? Why I have to go to sleep again? Like she's just confused about how the day goes. And it's very sweet. You know, she has no sense of it'll be 6 a.m. And she's like, I want to go, you know, to brunch or whatever. Like, it's just it's beautiful. It's that innocence of timelessness because kids live completely in the present moment. They're just totally focused on what's in front of them. And so that's helped me a lot. Just appreciating like, okay, this moment I'm going to miss. You know, one of my favorite country songs is called You're Going to Miss This. I know I'm going to miss having a baby. I know I'm going to miss Penelope at three years old being so adorable and annoying with her 20 million questions every single day. I know I'm going to miss it. And so I try to project myself into like, okay, soak it in, like take it in because for my, we, I had a little baby blessing for Ruby and some girlfriends of mine threw it, which was great. And, uh, they had everybody who came right on a label on a newborn diaper. And those were supposed to be my like midnight diapers. Well, our midnight diapers, but I was 
I, you know, trying to reverse gender roles, but I did do the night zippers for the Ruby. Mike changes plenty of diapers. And they were messages to me for me at like in the middle of the night. And my mom's said, you know, they say that this time goes so fast, but they say you're going to miss this, like this time with the little kids. But if you really take it in, you'll really experience it and you won't have to miss it. And I thought that was such great advice because I was like, that's so true. Like we talk about in with raising kids, like, oh, it goes so fast. Oh, really appreciate it. Oh, you know, enjoy every minute. And I'm like, well, you know what? I don't actually enjoy every minute. Sometimes it's really mm-hmm. annoying and hard. But at the same time, I loved my mom's message because I feel like there's this inevitability that someday we're going to be heartbroken that our kids aren't little anymore. And my mom sort of turned that on its head and just said, well, if you take it all in, then you won't miss it. And so that's really, that's the power of presence is that 20 years from now, if I really soaked it in, you know, I think our wedding is a great example Mm -hmm. of it. That day I knew I didn't want to, it to fly by like so many women I had talked to said like I don't even remember my wedding it's such a blur and I just was like why would we spend this amount of money and energy on something for me to not even remember yeah. it so we made a very conscious decision to be present and to take it in and I don't feel like I missed I don't miss our wedding day we were there it just I, I feel it. so full of it still like yeah. that that sense of love and community and and fun and it was just such a such a great celebration and I hope I'm sure there will be moments when I miss having a little snuggle baby but I hope that 20 years from now I feel like you know what no I was actually really there so I don't miss it it's true you know the only other little tip I have this is like a little bit more you know tip-ish rather than philosophical is I just noticed that when I overschedule myself I feel like I don't have it. It's it's sort of like this irony, right? Like we think that by scheduling more into our into our day, we will get more out of the day. But in fact, I find when I schedule too much in, I feel like I don't have enough time. So it's like the more I try to do, the less time I feel like I have versus like I don't feel like I'm making the most of my time anymore versus when yesterday, for example, I had only one thing on the schedule and I loved just being on my computer. Well, yesterday we didn't have power and Penelope was home six. It was a little bit of a weird day. But like <laughs> Monday was the day that I didn't have any things scheduled. We just, the girls were at daycare and I could just write. I could write the things I needed to get done. I was not overscheduled. I had one priority for the day. And I think that ability to focus on just what matters and not be constantly having your brain pulled in all these different directions allows for a feeling like there's enough time. And also just logistically speaking, like the best way to feel like you're getting things done is to stop trying to do so much, right? Like if your list is shorter, you'll feel like you got more done. I mean, that's pretty simple. So that's an ongoing practice of mine. And, and within Origin, you know, I teach about how to prioritize. I teach about how to do a weekly planning ritual. We have this renewable planner system that's for our Origin empresses. And I teach cyclical planning so that these are all these tools to experience having enough time for the things that really matter in sort of the daily juggle of entrepreneurship and life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really good. 
Somebody's oh. got the hiccups. Hello, Ruby. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> You're making special, your presence our known. Our special guest, Ruby our special Grace guest. <laughs> she will hiccup throughout the episode. I like that. I like having the calendar a little bit empty. It's nice. It's more relaxing. So I think I don't really have anything else. I mean, I think the biggest thing is to, you know, if you're somebody that's running a business or you're at a career or a job and it's just making sure you really like it, you know, it's like so many people don't like what they're doing and they're doing it just to do it. And I, that doesn't make time enjoyable. That doesn't make life enjoyable. And we're going to go, you know, we're in a mode right now where technology and the news cycle moves so fast it's so fast and it's only going to get faster right and speed up and with artificial intelligence rolling out etc it just makes things happen can happen much quicker but regardless if we're not enjoying something that we're doing it's going to make that time miserable right and those moments would be kind of miserable and it's really to think about like what is it that creates Dean Jackson we've talked about it before but it's like what means when you hear the word success what is that for you is getting clear on what your definition of success is and putting that on paper so you know like I know now looking back the reason I started a business was to be at home with my wife and my kids and to be at home with my family right? and look at us today. look at us here right now. we here are, we are podcasting with a baby but i if you would have talked to mike a year ago i would have been stressing about this day if it was me a year ago i would have been stressing that it is screwing up my schedule it's screwing up my day like having both kids home my skin me having to be here and now it's like i really enjoyed hanging out we you know we got a babysitter for a few hours so i could take a shower and get all the pound of crust off my face that filled up and um you know and that was very helpful where it was just like we thought in the moment be like maybe brenda's available can help us and so we reached out she was available to help us for a few hours and then kate had to go to pilates and took penelope and it was a much it's like very and then i fed penelope lunch and put her down for a nap and then we're recording this podcast but if this was me a year ago i would have freaked out like why are you messing up my schedule? Why are you getting in my, you know, it's like getting in my way. And like, these kids are, they don't know. They're just not feeling good. But it's like, this is what success was for me. You know, it, this was what I defined. And when I started my business, 10, almost 10, it was 10 years in January. It'll be 10 years in January. How crazy is that? Yeah. So it's getting clear on what that looks like. And of course I still want to, I have goals to build, you know, bigger businesses and challenges and roll out new things and try different programs, et cetera. Hi, Ruby's getting so close to crawling. She just jumped on my foot, but it is, it's finding what that means for you. That creates that success that allows you to feel fulfilled with it, what it is. Because what I talked about earlier is like, we're all going to die. Right. And it's going to come sooner than we think. And so it's just like, I know if like I die today, I'm pretty happy with the, how, what I did in my life. You know, I'm fairly happy and content with the way my life has lived up to this point. And I'm glad that I can say that. And I, I would say a couple, maybe a year ago or so, I wouldn't been able to really truly say it. I would be able to say it, but not believe it. And now I can really believe it. So that's powerful. Yeah, I don't want to die today, though. I'd like to see my children. Yeah, I used grow to feel and, much more content about death until I had kids. Yeah. I was like, I could go at any time. I feel really great about whatever. And now, now you have kids, and then it's, yep. it, you know, for their sake, of course, you wouldn't want to. 
but yes, from a personal sort of like, have I lived the way that I would like to? Yes. Yep. Am I inhabiting the present moment to expand time? I'm doing my best. So that's what we've got for you today, folks. If you're interested in joining Origin, the doors close on Thursday. You can go to origincollective.com. Do you want to talk about what Origin is in more detail? Oh, sure. Origin is my membership for entrepreneurial women who want to learn how to manage their time and energy to get the results that they want in their business without sacrificing the well-being of the people that they love. And that includes themselves. So that's what Origin's all about. There are how-to lessons. There are Maven masterclasses with experts. There's an incredible community and there's a whole new way of looking at and relating to time and energy that you will not find anywhere else. So that's what Origin is. Thanks for listening. Bye. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I wanna share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrup.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.